we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wake that ass up. In the morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Uh... You know him from Snowfall and a host of other things. His birthday is one day before mine. He's a fellow Virgo. Oh, God. Damson Idris. Welcome, son. How you doing, said, Welcome, son. Welcome, sir. <laughs> he said son. <laughs> Damn, son. Why did you call him your son? Damn, son. I didn't, know, I didn't know your birthday was the 1st of September. No, you a day before me. I'm September 3rd. Oh, oh, 3rd. Third. Okay. Third. Yes, okay, a yes. buddy of mine is the 3rd, too. Actually, the showrunner of Snowfall, really? Dave Andron. Really? Same birthday, yeah. Oh, Virgo's cool. the best, you know. Absolutely. They had us on New Year's. There you go. Now, now, the first thing you said was, I love New York because I love Jamaican culture. Yeah. <laughs> what do you love so much about Jamaican culture? And what what do you love? Obviously, the food. Jerk chicken. Yeah. Oxtail. Yeah. I'm an oxtail guy. Oh, you and me both. <laughs> yeah, oxtail. Actually, I like to dabble in both. I, I like to steal food from whoever I'm eating with. Um, plantains. Do you guys say plantain or plantain? I say plantain. I say plantain. I feel like that's the right way to say it. I feel I, like I've been saying it wrong my whole listen, life. You had to switch through all different times of ways, to say, different kinds of ways to say things. So. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's a part of my life <laughs> impersonating people. You don't have amazing Jamaican restaurants in in London or or in LA where you, where, where you shoot? No. 
Nah, there's none, man. Not at all. Out here, I, I like Miss Lilies. Miss okay. Lilies. Um, I actually Lillies. wrote. I actually wrote on a gram yesterday. I was like, oh, where could I go? People said, um. Footprints. Oh, that's in Brooklyn. Footprints is good. Yes, look, first of all, the best Caribbean food is in Brooklyn. We got Footprints, we got Suede, we got um, Caribbean Social, we have... This is New York, there's... We have Tilly. Oh, we oh, have Negril. One called Negril. Negril, yeah. yes. So. There's another one as well. I can't remember what the other one's called, but I'm going to try all of it today. That's can't impossible. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> you yes. say Footprint. Footprint is the best one to Footprints go to. Is um, Footprint is known for their Rasta pasta, and they actually opened a restaurant in Manhattan called Jasmine's, and I think the guy who invented Rasta pasta. I'm like a connoisseur of all these things. Wait, Rasta pasta? Rasta, Rasta pasta. pasta. You know Rasta pasta? No. Pasta with Caribbean, with, with, with chicken or shrimp or... Sp what? If you oh, want to go, man. I will set you up at all these restaurants, no problem. Please, please. Oh man, you know my my wife is 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 Jamaican, part Jamaican, so that's that's what we have all the time. Wow, mm -hmm. all you, the time. Jamaican culture is so prominent in the UK, obviously African culture, but Jamaican too. The majority of them came over to the UK in, in the '60s and '50s, and yeah, they just they took over, man. <laughs> so you like dancehall and reggae music also? Oh, definitely. There's um. There's this carnival in London called Notting Hill Carnival. Notting Hill, mm -hmm. and we haven't been able to have it because of COVID. But um, you know, I, the majority of the time I wear suits. If you ever want to see me ratchet, it's <laughs> it's at Notting Hill Carnival. So do you still go out in London and enjoy yourself, or is it to the point now where everybody knows who you are, so it's difficult? I'm chilling, man. I don't really go out. Like I'll be in like a private little members bar or something, mm -hmm. drinking some rum, some, some red wine. I'm I'm 30 now, man. You know. I'm, oh God. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not <laughs> saying I'm old, but you I'm know. 30 now. I'm gonna retire, man. <laughs> You're still young, man. No, but I don't know, man. Like I, I, I definitely see the difference between myself and a 21 year old now, mm -hmm. more than ever. Like the club, I, I don't like the club anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I don't like the concept of it. Um, I stand at a bar. People look at me like, "What are you doing?" No, I like chilling. You don't know what to do. I like chilling at a bar. Like right. I, mm -hmm. I don't like staying at the table, and I don't like that anymore. Like I like chilling at the bar. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, man. I'm, I'm just, I'm grown. I'm, I'm a dinners guy now. I, yeah. I, I like dinners. Right, you have to go like to dinners. lounge, dinner, private members, clubs. Okay. And, yeah, oh, that's, okay. that's my wave. I saw you talking about how John Singleton told you to stay humble. Though amongst everything. Yeah. yeah, for people that don't know, the first time we actually met you, you were up here with John Singleton. Yeah. He mm -hmm. don't remember you though, Envy. Yeah, he definitely remembers. He's like, this is the first time I met you in the flesh. <laughs> I said, nigga, I met you when John Singleton was here. <laughs> <laughs> don't fuck with light skin niggas, but it's all right. Oh man, no, no, no. There's a couple light skin guys in the DSS. Okay. You're, <laughs> you're in there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so how has that been for you though? Because obviously Snowfall is such a huge show. You guys are in the fifth season. Yeah. We've watched Franklin grow up. And he has got a lot of big things happening. But in real life, you've grown up, too, and your star has grown up as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a testament to John Singleton. You know, he really believed in me. And although I, I fought for the role like crazy, I auditioned like nine times. Mm -hmm. You know, he took me to South Central, opened up the car door and said, if you survive, you got the role. And, and I was like walking around, had to be in character. So um, you walked around South Central? Oh, yeah. How was that? Break down character. that experience. <laughs> Man, so I get to John Singleton's office, and I think I'm going to read the, the I'm going to audition, right? Mm -hmm. It's like like audition number eight or something like that. And then he's like, yeah, no, we're not going to read anything. We're just going to take a walk. So I'm walking around, and he's like, don't break character. And he's introducing me to people. And, you know, Singleton was like God in his community. Like People mm -hmm. would be like, yo, John! Mm -hmm. You know, and then they'd come up to me, talking to me, they're like, yo, what's up, little homie? And I'm like, 
yeah, yeah, what's, what's up? What's up? <laughs> I'm just pretending like that I'm from there. Um, and then his mom came. And, you know, I'm, I'm British, so I'm saying a bunch of British stuff in an American accent. But he didn't know you were British, right? Oh, no, he knew. Right. He oh, knew. Okay. Like, he what wanted were you me saying? to what stay. Were you saying? What kind of British stuff were you saying? You know, like, you guys say, like, elevator, I say lift, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. You guys say ben, You guys say trash, I say Ben. Plantain. So, <laughs> exactly. Plantain. Exactly. So I'm talking in an American accent, and his mom comes like, oh, how lovely your hair looks today. I'm just going to go over there and throw something in the bin. And she looks over at John, and she's like, uh, John, he ain't from here, huh? <laughs> I was like, man, mom just took this role scared, from though? me. Were you scared walking around South Central? I wasn't scared, man. I was with John, you know. Yeah, that was my big good. brother. Mm-hmm. You know? that, that was my big brother, man. I miss him greatly. But as far as I get in this, in this industry and on this journey, I'm always going to honor Singleton for being my foundation. Well, let's talk about the new season. Yeah. So you're also producing oh, yeah. on the new season. How did that come about? Wow. I, I forced them to, to give me a producer credit. No, um, you know, when you when you've been doing this show for so long, you you pick up different traits, but at the same time, you want to be challenged. And my circles um are so bossy today that they inspire me to want to be more of a leader mm-hmm. that's the truth it's like if you hang around with certain types of people having certain types of conversations and they're like yo bro you should go in and then you ask and they're like okay mm-hmm. you know i've been watching the yay doc you know and mm-hmm. hove was like you know Clo- closed mouths don't get fed mm-hmm. like, you know mm-hmm. like it's true you know asking you shall receive and and i asked and, and they gave it to me and you know above all things i'm not the I'm not saying my level of producing is at the level of my acting ability. Um, my acting ability is quite horrible. Um, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm saying I'm being a sponge and I'm, I'm being given an opportunity to learn so that I can use my platform and my brand to create more opportunities. Now, you play a, a, a crack cocaine dealer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how difficult was that learning that? Because you, you're young, so crack it really affected me and you, our age group. Growing up as kids, we would see crack pipes everywhere. We would see he, crack he just, vials he just did everywhere. That to you. I know. I was like, wait a minute. It did. You guys gonna let him do you that? You see crack pipes and crack vials all over the place in Brooklyn? Not all over the place, no. Oh, well, in Queens, <laughs> it was all over the place. It was very, very big, very, <laughs> very affected. I got family members affected by it and all that. Mm. So, how did you prepare for learning that role? Wow. Well, I'm from Peckham in London, which is the South Central equivalent, in my opinion. Um, single, mm-hmm. you know single parents, you know, broken homes, dads in jail, mm-hmm. um, police brutality, racism, and drugs. Mm. You know, drugs was a major factor of my upbringing and my community. Everyone around me was involved. You so, sold drugs at all? No. Um, no. So, 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 oh my so, so when well, I ask Envy if he ever sold drugs, uh, have you ever? No, you haven't. I've scammed, but no drugs. You, you, my you pops is a, a, re, a retired <laughs> police officer, so there was no drugs ever coming in my crib. Okay, okay, yeah, but, he would have been you know, on you. No, I never. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm, 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 yeah. So, so, um, so basically, I just, just preparing for the role was interesting. There's so much history, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, on this drug and 
And it, the thing I love about the show, particularly the season five, is I'm not sure if you guys are aware about the, the Lem Bias case. I was just reading about that because I didn't know it was a real person. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he was a basketballer in Maryland University mm -hmm. in 1986. And essentially, his unfortunate overdose uh, created a snowball effect uh, in America with the Clinton administration. Is basically how Clinton even became president in the first place. Mm -hmm. And they introduced uh, mandatory minimums, right? So all these mandatory laws of, you know, the pri um, getting caught with a, like a gram, of, a gram of crack was the same as 100 grams of, co of cocaine. And what that essentially did was it broke up the Ameri African-American household. Absolutely. And that's why so many fathers were gone. And that's why we see what we see today. And the show season five starts with that. Um, Correlating to Franklin having there in a hundred million dollars now, I'm um, living the high life. Beautiful place to live. Beautiful penthouse. Mm -hmm. um, Jerome and Louis are on horses. Leon's like a Franklin in his own right. A and boss the, girlfriend. And, exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, loyal. Um, so you're seeing him enjoying this lifestyle like so many people in the 80s did, but then you're seeing the demise of a community. You're seeing people like Wanda Bell trying to find a sense of redemption after everything that she's been through mm -hmm. from being addicted to this drug. I, Singleton would say, you know, that black people have been affected in many ways, but crack cocaine was the only thing that made black mothers leave their children. Mm. Wow. Um, so that it's a deep thing, man. And, and I, yeah, yeah, with Wanda in particular, her mm. just even being able to try to find a job yeah. and she can't even get work. Yeah. And she wants to be clean and stay clean, but that's yeah. a hard thing to do, right? When I think a lot of people could relate to that, man. And you know, we're we're humanizing these these characters. You know, I, I always tell people who tried to throw and lump Snowfall into the box of just a show with guns and fast cars and, and chains. No, that's not the story we're telling. Um, we're we're telling a piece of history. We're educating you as well as entertaining you. And, you know, as Singleton, Singleton would say, we're giving you a, a movie every week. Now, Franklin's trying to go legit. And mm. we know how hard that is to do, especially when you have so many things in your past that are always going to be catching mm. up to you. And having a baby on the way, too. Yeah. That's a big deal because you have to do anything you can at all means possible to make sure that you take care of this child that's on the way. You've made yeah. a commitment yeah. to do that with your girlfriend. I was thinking about this. For some reason, I don't really trust her. And I know we're only <laughs> two episodes in. He has bad experiences with women. With women. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and he so does. for that reason, I'm like, what is about to happen? Wow. So my backstory with Veronique's character is essentially this. Um, you remember in season three, Franklin kind of took the Mosleys out of that house. Um, he basically kind of conned this old couple out of their bookstore. Mm -hmm. um, so he was taken to court and the person that was their representative was Veronique. Mm -hmm. And they won that case, and he kind of fell for her and kind of hired her on his team and wanted to build with her. Something led to another, and then, boom, now they're together. Um, you know, the show, is this drug trade is a tricky thing. Um, loyalty could, could go so quickly when your life is on the line, and mm -hmm. your life really is on the line 24-7. So... Um, yeah, stick with the show, man. That's all I can say. Keep watching. I just watching. don't trust her. I don't know what it is. Like, yeah, she's yeah, yeah. Keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> Keep watching. Okay, so I might be onto something. You might be onto something. You might not.
Oh, well, no. you're a producer, so you should be able to know what's about to happen. You can't oh, tell I know him. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I've seen all, all I can say is we I've seen all episodes. I know, yeah, right? exactly. There's twice in there we try to get you back to yourself. And then you killed your friend. Yeah. I felt like, okay, White Rob, right? <laughs> I feel like that wasn't necessary, but. you. How, why do you think it wasn't necessary? Because people don't agree with you. I mean, okay, he was a little sloppy and he was telling your business. He told and he dad about to, the CIA? Yeah. Yeah. But he could have, I don't know, that's your friend from like when you were young. Franklin's in a different place now. You know, he knows what's important. What's important is his family and the baby he has on the way. And I think a lot of people could relate to that, making horrible decisions. Killing your best friend? Maybe he's going to bring down the whole, well, your friend. bring down the empire. Yeah, he, he would have. <laughs> he would. He would have brought that. And I was going to ask, you know, a lot of times in real life and not in just movies, you see these drug dealers, they make enough where they can get out. But they can never get out. Yeah, yeah. Is that what's gonna happen to this character? Like, you just never get out? Because wow. you always want to see. You want to see the. You you know what they do to the community. You see the money that they make, but you kind of want to see them ride off on that white horse. But yeah, it's never that white horse. That's the game, man. That's mm-hmm. the game, and that's what we're trying to preach to these kids. Not preach, but just let them know, man. That it's not worth it. It really isn't worth it. That's that's what this show's teaching me. You know, as, if you really look at this season, as much f- money as Franklin makes, he's not happy. Mm-hmm. What's the point of doing something if you know? I act because I'm, it makes me happy. Correct. If it didn't make me happy, I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's hopefully what I hope happens with Franklin is there's a redemptive quality to him. You know, he's done some horrible things. Um, I'm hoping by the end of it, he realizes that it wasn't worth it. Uh, and, and hopefully he can redeem himself in some way. You know, you also wanted to help other people get out of it and get into a legitimate business, buying mm. these buildings and investing, but some people don't have that foresight, and they're no. more content with making the money that they're making and doing what they do. Yeah. And that's disappointing to see. Like You're like, look, five years from now, you might not see this money right, right away, but later on down the line, you'll see this investment pay off. Mm. I also feel like people watching like to see Franklin still you know, doing what he's doing. Yeah. You know how we're always rooting for the guy, even though he's not a good guy? Yeah, yeah. We still kind of, like, don't want anything to happen to him. I I hope that's a testament to how I play the character. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, you know, we we always root for these characters, and we we like to empathize with them. But I've I've, honestly, Snowfall fans have said some wild stuff, (laughs) especially on Twitter. Like Like what? Like last season when my, my dad was about the... You know, he was a Black Panther and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, he was trying to fight for what's right. And people were like, yeah, Reed got to kill Alton. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. Like saying the CIA's got to kill the Black Panther. And I was just like, what? I was like, <laughs> like whoa, like what's happening? <laughs> and and that's, that's, you know, it's an escape watching TV. But sometimes we should sit back and, you know, I remember Push the other day was, he was saying, don't be a surface level listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't be a surface level viewer when you watch shows like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was gonna ask. Is Alton dead though? Because some people don't feel like it because we don't see him get killed. Go keep watching the show. Yeah, is he like a cop over there? No, I mean that happened last <laughs> season. This is the kind of things that people are talking about. Though, he ain't gonna be- tell you. You know you gotta watch the but show. But every time he says you gotta see, then I feel like okay, he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask when it comes to uh, American movies, and you know sometimes people feel that you know, actors that don't live in America mm. and they take these parts that it's a problem. I, I know mm. when Idris Elba comes up with some parts, it was like, well, he's not American or mm-hmm. yourself. Do you have a, what What are your thoughts on those things? Man, I, I think it's a, 
a beautiful conversation because I think it's going to push us forward. And you can't help but acknowledge when a group of people feel a type of way. Um, so it's just about listening, really. Um, I will say I'm an actor. I make believe for a living. So the very concept of my job is to pretend to be something else. Um, what I do want to see, though, I want to see more people working in America, in the UK. You know, mm -hmm. I saw Tessa Thompson playing a Brit in a passing. That was fire. Uh, Denzel just did Tragedy at Macbeth. Uh, and there's examples of, of people working in the past. So Viola's about to do A Woman King. Forrest Whitaker played Idi Amin. Mm -hmm. You know, Denzel played a Brit in For Queen and Country. You know, acting is about transformation. I feel like acting is who, who does the best job. Mm. Doesn't matter who you are. Like, people get caught up in... You know, let's say you have to pay a, a handicapped person. And, and yeah. somebody might say, well, a ha there's handicapped actors out there that could take that position. Yeah, yeah. But my thing is, who does the best job at the yeah, part? If, yeah. it, if they're from Britain, if they're from Africa, it doesn't matter. Still, Whoever yeah. does the best job, because you're acting, it's a part. So, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's a story at the end of the day. You mm -hmm. know? The most important thing is that the story is being told. Representation is very key. I'm, I'm not saying representation isn't key. It's very key. Um, but we must realize that so much goes into making movies. This is the movie business. It's not the movie play. Mm -hmm. You have to make money, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. And and what's happening now is we're giving people opportunities so that they can um, raise their platform. So say you are a handicapped actor or a transgender actor or whatever, you're able to raise your platform so that you can be in a position to greenlight movies in the future. That's what we're working at today in the industry, which I think is brilliant. Um, but right now, if a movie's ready and a movie's ready to go now and you want to cast someone and Jonathan Majors isn't available and Lakeith Stanfield isn't available and those guys have green light power, but this Brit actor or this African actor has green light power too and they could get bums on the seat, you're going to cast that person. That's how it, that's how it works right. at the top. I, I like to say we're, we're playing at the NBA level of, of acting, you know, no shade to you know smaller projects but when it gets up there the field and the net is a lot wider and people are from different places it's the same in sports you know that's like saying Giannis shouldn't be playing right. <laughs> because he's he's not like it's you know at that level and you need to work to get to that level you know you need to put in the 10,000 hours and so many actors have and what I'm realizing is you know it's a the arrow is being thrown at, at actors who are have found success but the reason they found success is because they've been working for so long absolutely behind the and you know that they're finally at a place where they're able to benefit from it but with me personally um i'm just here to, to to do what makes me happy and to make my mom proud man and and i've done those things everything else is a bonus um i, I always tell people you know if you if you don't want to watch the circus you know buy tickets for another show you know it's, it's no shade there's exactly. millions of people who who love what i do um, there's millions of people who, this is a, a small thing, but you know, there's guys in, in jail who hit me up like, yo, bro, you got me through my sentence. Mm -hmm. now I'm supposed to stop what I'm doing. Which is why you do it. It's exactly why I do it. And you got millions of women who like you also. And so. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, go. What? You didn't want to ask the, the drug You're good. You're wait, good the way you, you just. get to this question. You see how she just. <laughs> yeah. Just go into that like that, just professionally. Are you still taking piano lessons, or how? Is Whoa, that going? damn! So let's let's break this down. Where were you taking piano lessons? Where do we see him playing piano? I don't know. Uh, Juilliard. Juilliard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so, no. Where do we see him uh, playing piano? Ye? 
I'm just asking. I saw you were taking piano lessons or something like that. Oh, damn. <laughs> I, I did see a video of you. It looked like you were good with your hands. Oh, my Was Lord. Was that Sweetie's piano? Wow. <laughs> Who's Sweetie? I don't know. No, no, no. No, um, me and... Me you're and that blushing. woman. You're blushing. I'm not blushing. blushing. I'm not blushing. I know dark people I'm, I'm nervous. I'm not <laughs> no, no. Me and that 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 queen um, are just friends. Um, she she's a great. Piano. I didn't say you guys were. I was just asking about the piano lessons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she's a great piano player, <laughs> and um, and I didn't know she could play piano. I didn't even think the world knew. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is a cool moment. And I just posted, but like, people thought it was. Let me ask you a question. Like, else. you know. I don't know if Angelique could play the piano because I'm not at her, at Actually, her house t- to learn. Um, I don't know if Taylor, who's over here, our producer, knows. You know, I don't know if she could play the piano. So, you know, how did you get to Sweetie's house to see that she could actually play the piano? Oh, no. Um, so we basically, that day, um, so she's a huge Snowfall fan, mm-hmm. right? And um, that day we were at lunch, I think, talking about how we could collaborate because we actually wanted oh, to get her. before. No, it wasn't a and date. No, no, work, he said. Guys and... Talking about collaborating. You know guys and, and girls could be friends. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you. That's exactly what me and, and, and uh, DR, we were friends. Okay. All right, so go ahead. So y'all, you're on a date eating. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Eating lunch. Yeah, but... but or was my, it dinner? <laughs> so we're having lunch um, and then... Uh, she wanted to show me um, her new place because I love CB2 and I was going to give her some ideas about furniture mm-hmm. and art. And then, boom, we went and then she was playing the piano. That's it. I was in there for like five minutes and I dipped out. Like, no doubt. You gotta prove She's a friend. She's a friend of mine. No, that's She's... nice. I mean, of course, you guys knew that was going to make the internet go crazy, though. Yeah. like um, people also were like, they would be such a cute couple. Those people would be a cute couple, I think. <laughs> But she, she, yeah, she's. But you were in a long term relationship prior to that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine, Why? Nine, nine, what nine. happened with that? Oh boy, this is weird. Woo! You should answer the drug question. This, <laughs> this, this gonna be the one. Oh my God! Ooh, this lever is what? Um, <laughs> um, we're, we're still really close, really good friends. Um, I was with her for, for for a very long time. I met her when I was eighteen years old. Um. Who knows, man? Who knows what could happen in the future? You know, she's very much still in my life. Um, we talk like every single day. Um, it, it's so funny, you know. People struggle to um, keep relationships with their exes, but I am at a place in my life now where I, everyone I meet, I want them to be in my life forever. Mm-hmm. Because I realized so many people are coming into my life, taking my energy, hearing my dreams, hearing my stories. And then they're gone. And now they're telling that to the world. Um, so I want people to stay in my life so I can keep that loyalty. Mm-hmm. And I made that decision with her, mm-hmm. you know. And I know that's a woman that I'm going to know um, forever. So regardless of what happens in my love life, every relationship just has to deal with that. Did Yo. she call you and say, hey, that's- a word, Saweetie's piano, dot, dot, dot. Did you get that text? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But like, I, like we no. That's she's she's cool. She's she's an amazing woman. She's cool. She understands. She's a grown woman. Talk, you also talk about that uh, Denzel is your idol as far as acting. Oh yeah. So when you see, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to mess up the young lady's name. When you see the young lady uh, interviewing Denzel and she mentions your name, mm. and he didn't know who you were. Break that down when you seen it and how you felt. Like you watch the TV, be like, oh Denzel. And he was like, "Who who that is?" And then he asked the white guy. The white guy was like, "Oh, I, I don't I don't know who that is." No, it was it was insane. So I was at home, 
Um, and my phone's just. Is that your house or Sweetie's house? Wow. People like to start rumors. I'm at my house. Okay, your house. So I'm at my house. By yourself? By myself. Alright, just ask. Yeah, I was by myself. And my phone's like blowing up. And it's like a, a bunch of articles and stuff like that. And people are calling me. And it was like, yo, uh, Denzel's like talking about you. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. Like, so then, um, yeah, the, he, he didn't know who I was. And, and he called he me Danson address. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that was funny, though. Yeah, it's an address. Mm-hmm. That was funny. But hey, man, like, it's a new day, you mm-hmm. know? Um, it's a new day. And, you know, you could bash, uh, you know, getting notoriety through social media. I'm not going to lie. Like, there's a lot of my kind of existence has been on that through my work and just through just being mm-hmm. me. Um, and, and some people from the past still don't respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, but look what social media has done for so many people today. Absolutely. We have to start moving in the direction of the future. But above all things and all of that noise, Denzel Washington is my idol. He's like a god to me. Um, and I will never have anything bad to ever say about him. Did you Great. ever uh, get up with him after that? Did you ever speak? Because I'm sure people try. To, I'm sure people try to put y'all together. I'm sure there's people like he knows that you know that was like. No, I've not. I haven't seen him, but um, I, I like to fantasize that he's at home watching Snowfall. <laughs> like, let me find out. Oh, that boy good. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> no. Because of how much people talked about it, I'm sure it made him feel like, damn, I should know who he is. Hopefully, because it was out. it was crazy. I will say though, you know, to journalists, when you present a new actor or a new musician or someone you like like to some of these these giants uh-huh. please present them in the right way she presented me like i was i all day i'm in my living room topless <laughs> like, <laughs> like so he's like social media is cute but do the work i'm like been doing You're like the i'm work. working sir. but for, for just just to you know so he knows i remember when little wayne when they were asking little wayne about new artists and Lil Wayne was like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. And people were getting on him like, he's one of the biggest artists. Lil Wayne was like, yo, I'm in my own bubble. Yeah. I'm in my own world. Yeah, yeah. And people got on him. And it could be the same thing. He could be in his own world. And like you said, he doesn't know. But I'm sure he knows now. I'm sure after this, he did his homework. He had to. Yeah, man. I I, I would hope so. And like I said, man, he he is just fantastic. You know, he's a, a great example of, of class, good taste, prestige. Uh, and that's the... That's the essence. And y'all never met before? Never met him. No. Never so you know never what you're going to say when the first time you meet him? When the first time you be like, just thank you. <laughs> just thank you. Now, how many seasons do you think Snowfall is going to go for? This is my last one. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, play, I'm playing. Because <laughs> it can't go on without you anyway. I know, I know. I, you know, the show is it's great in a sense that um, it's, it's creating so many opportunities mm-hmm. Not just in front of the camera, behind the camera, man. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at the people who are working on Snowfall, from the writers to the directors to the producers, it's just a diverse group of people, and it's exactly what this industry has been striving for. Uh, and that's great to see a director like Karina Evans, who I love. Karina mm-hmm. uh, directed Drake's uh, God's Plan, and mm-hmm. uh, she came in and and absolutely killed it. I love to see stuff like that. And that's what shows like ours are doing for, for people today. Um, but hey, you know, the story, um, that there's always an end to stories like this. 
Yeah, I was thinking about that because, you know, like Issa Rae knew when she wanted Insecure to end. Mm. And so I'm sure they have an idea in their head. And then seeing where you are, your character is right now. Yeah. Trying yeah. to get out of the game, yeah. a baby on the way. Mm. I feel like things are going to come to a head really yeah. soon just because yeah. as soon as you start trying to get out of the game yeah. and making those decisions that something you have bad. to make <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, something bad always happens. The animosity between Franklin Saint and Teddy McDonald's character. Mm-hmm. is in full effect and and you know what happens when when people cross him i like to see your character because you don't really smile and make jokes much on the show <laughs> but flying the plane was the one time yeah i yeah. felt like we saw him like really happy yeah 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 you know this is everything franklin's worked for you know his whole life he's sacrificed and done horrible things to get to this moment um so yeah we're, we're gonna see some joy this season and the fact that he has a baby on the way i think is part of that too I thought and, it let me, and let me shout out there. It was Ebony that did it. Ebony with two B's. I think she's the one that did the interview. I just want to shout her out because I said I didn't know her name. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so what's, Ebony. What's next for you? What is it, What is some roles that you want to do? Wow. Is there something that you like? I would love to do that role. Like, that's my dream role. Is it an action figure? Is something this, musical. Is uh, I, I love playing real people. So I'd, I'd love to play uh, Eddie Murphy, uh, Sidney Poitier, mm-hmm. Fela Kuti. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm actually. I don't know. I don't know. Am I allowed to say? Uh, so, do you know who Rich Paul is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm about to play Rich Paul. Really? Yeah. Really? Rich Paul, the agent? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he said, do I know who Rich Paul is? Wait, do you have, <laughs> he has a show, come, uh, something about him coming out, or it's in something where Rich Paul is a character? No. Does he? No, I'm asking you. It's something where he's... Does he? I he don't know. You. Yeah. No, he, I, I don't. I don't think he has a show coming out. But he's a really good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And there's people behind this window, like, why did you say that? <laughs> but um, he called me. He was like, tell the world. And I'm. I, I think we should. It's time we start cherishing uh, black moguls. You know. I agree. And Rich is someone that people need to know. I, I this guy has completely changed the game. Uh, I'm. I'm happy and fortunate to call him a big brother. And I can't wait to honor his story. That's great. He actually, right here, approached LeBron in the airport selling jerseys. Exactly. I know his story. That's crazy. And that's how they met each other. Yeah, yeah. And that's now insane. He's like, and then he's, a, as a black sports agent, he yeah. gets looked at in a completely different way. The white sports agents were so angry that he was able to come in and get, like, the biggest yeah. NBA player. Yeah, That'll yeah. be a good story. It's going to be amazing, man. And, um, and I, I'm I, really I agree. excited. We should start telling the stories now while they were alive. Then the, yeah. I, I just hate sometimes when we wait till somebody passes away to tell that story. Yeah. Like, you want to give them their flowers now. What he's done for, and how he's changed, like you said, the NBA and, and the sports agencies is just really amazing. Yeah, yeah. So Remember beautiful. they tried to make it so that you had to be, um, like, a certain amount of classes? Well, yeah, it was one year whole in college big deal. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you need, because, yeah. And it was really based on him. Yeah, yeah. with him he, to have the power he had. Completely transformed the game. And it's funny, I was at the, the Super Bowl. I was jumping from suite to suite. Um, <laughs> yeah, we saw. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I, I was with him, Kevin, and Braun too. And you know, I'm I'm just completely inspired by those people. Like I say, my, I'm I'm fortunate to be in some really good circles, man. I'm learning. You know. Who have you ever been? Who have you met that has had you nervous ever? Like, has there ever been a time when you were like, I can't believe? I've been really good, man. It's, it's like I've I've met I've met some amazing people. Like we man. met Prince, and we were all. You know, yeah. right up here, we were all nervous. It's funny, like I'm about to be nervous, but they know so much about my work that it's like, I, I'm almost not allowed to be nervous anymore. It's like, I remember when I, 
when I first went to the the gold parties, like Oscar night, and Puff, like introduced me to Hove. That's how I met Hove mm-hmm. through Puff, and, and Puff was like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, Hove, this is Damson. Did you see like you like the new Denzel?" And and I was like, "Oh, nice to meet you." Da, da, da. And Hove walked away, and Puff was like, "You see how you acting right now? Like, ain't nothing a big deal." Yeah, keep that, keep that. So ever since then, <laughs> like- if I meet. Anyone, and it, it isn't like some some hater stuff. Hell, like I love them, but keep it in, you know, because you know at the end of the day, like I said, if I ever meet Denzel, it's just thank you. I'm not asking for a picture. I'm not asking for advice. Anything, just thank you. You've already given me everything just through existing. Yo. No. And I gotta ask you about D. Ray Davis's character. <laughs> My man, D. Ray. On the oh, show, shout man. It Davis. looks like he's using, but not just Ooh. cold analogies. Wow. No, he's got he's got cold. He's got that the Omicron. whole time sniffing. <laughs> he's it's summer colds, man. He's got allergies. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, Damson, Damson has to leave now. Oh man. Damson All right, good. I would try to get a couple of spoilers out of you, but I know you're really good though. But I, I think I did well. But we appreciate you for joining us, brother. And Bless you. No, we really do, good yes. Good luck with everything, man. I love the fact that you're producing. I can't wait to see what else you have coming up. Um, just because we met you so like a few years ago, and yeah. I think it's just amazing to see where you are and where the show is now. And a large part of that is because of you. So. Wow, man. That means so much, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's Damson Idris. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. 
How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts